What's up, gang? What's up, gang? I'm getting this money. I'm getting this money. I'm fucking this fame. I'm fuck this fame. I'm trapping this water. I'm trapping this water. Making shit shake. Making shit shake. Give me a dollar. Give me a dollar. Bitch, give me a break. Bitch, give me a break. Most likely to succeed. Most likely to smoke weed. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast. And it's your boy Rodney Perry King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans, simply being humans. And today is a special one. It's a special, special one. Um I love I love how you know technology works because it connects you with some really brilliant people. And uh shout out to Podmatch. Uh, Podmatch has brought me some cool connections. Um and, and guests to be on my podcast that I truly appreciate and I've learned so much from. And they definitely have delivered yet again another another great connection and my guest today. I have with me author, educator, and just all around just dope individual, speaker, so on and so forth, and an Atlanta native. Y'all know how much I love Atlanta. We, 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 we are Atlanta people over here at, at Simply King Podcast. I have here with me Corlay, or Chancellor Corlay Jackson. How you feeling, bro? Hey, blessings and balance to you, family. Blessings and balance to everyone that's tuning in right now. Every day is a great day. The choice is ours. Mm. It's all I love that. You, you, you said that to your students, too, huh? <laughs> um, uh, middle school, she used to say that, like, at the end, one announcement, it's like, right, let today be a great day or not. The choice is yours. You know what I'm saying? You really think about it, like, for sure, like man, that's some real shit, like. We have a choice. Everything boils down to a choice and the decision we, you know what I'm saying, choose to make. Rather we want to feel a certain way or act a certain way. So it's like, shit, it's all a mindset. I love that. I love that. I love that as a mantra, too, just because um, something that I say, um, it doesn't really deal with the day, but it's an affirmation that I say on a daily basis is that um, I'm abundant limitlessly. And it's all Mm -hmm. on me on how I choose to show it to the world. And... um, to me, I think we need to like start ourselves out with way more of a, a fuller glass, you know, like we are, we have everything we need. And if you see yourself as starting the day without and you have to gain so much, it now puts a different level of pressure on you. While imagine a person who is moving and is motivated because they're motivated and moving because they don't feel like they're lacking, you know? It's like I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to do certain things because I have everything already. And so now I'm just making choices. And so that's deep. That's deep. I like that. I like that. But no, no, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm not sure if I said my tagline. This is the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans, simply being humans. Make sure you like, rate, subscribe on all the things. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that bell so you know when new episodes are coming. Um, we, we, We fucking up all 2022. It's going to be great. Um, great guest. Honestly, this is probably gonna be my heaviest like author. Y'all done wrote something year because I feel like the first probably like four or five people I feel like I've interviewed in this year have been authors, and it's hilarious to me. But um, but maybe that's a sign. Maybe I got to get into my in, into my bag. Uh, <laughs> that's what I think. That's what that's what the universe trying to tell me. But no, let's let's get into uh into who you are first. Um, as I said, that you know, what part of Atlanta did you actually uh, grow up in? So I'm from Smyrna, Georgia. Um, it's right outside of Atlanta, northwest of Atlanta. Um, raised out there. Well, yeah, raised out there. Um, played football. Love Smyrna. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, for sure. Love Smyrna. Yeah, no, I love Smyrna. It's it's because it, it's. I don't know how it was, but it always seemed like it, every time I've been to Smyrna, it seemed like a pretty damn nice, decent neighborhood. So I like Smyrna. Yes. 
growing like a motherfucker now with the Braves, you know what I'm saying, being right down the street. Too, yeah. So, yeah, here. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Always, was always a natural born leader. Um, always mature, wise for my age. Um, made good grades. Then started playing football in eighth grade. So I was 13 years old. And that just sharpened me even more. Um, just, just discipline and work ethic, uh, being coachable, most importantly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Being mm. able to receive. That's um, real. That's real. On me. <laughs> on that me. coachable shit, real. Facts. So, you played football from eighth grade uh, throughout high school. Went to college, played ball um, at Stetson University down in Florida. Uh, um, played all four years there and then graduated in 2018 with a bachelor's degree in communication and media studies. Mm. And landed my first job in China teaching English to children. <laughs> so went to China October 10, 2018, was out there, lived my best life. China was absolutely amazing, best experience ever, which by far. Um, highly recommend everybody, if you can, live abroad someplace else just for a little bit. It ain't got to be long. Just, you know what I'm saying? Just for a little bit, though. It's, it's, it's a very, very enlightening experience, for sure. Just because, you know what I'm saying, life is different everywhere we go. From the state of Georgia, from Atlanta to Savannah, everything in between and beyond it is drastically different. So we just talking about this one state. All right, let's talk about Georgia to Alabama. Yeah. Now, you know what I'm saying, neighboring states. Yeah. All right, shit, now, right to Georgia to goddamn Michigan. Drastically fucking different. Life is different. Georgia's to uh, the West Coast, you know what I'm saying, and any other state within this uh this nation. Uh, and then we take it to a more global aspect. Georgia's to fucking Ghana. Georgia to Egypt. Georgia to uh, Saudi Arabia. You know what I'm saying? It's life is drastically different everywhere you go. So with that being said, who's to say what's the right or wrong way? Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? life so that's why I feel like people just need that exposure to see the differences of life and you know what I'm saying it just broaden your understanding mm. for sure um, so China was absolutely lit loved it loved the working with the kids loved the people the food um, wow, that's, 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 what, that's what it got me I was like yeah let me go ahead and do this let me go ahead and send this application in I love all this type of stuff that shit was lit. And then I got locked up out there. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Can't even get away from the 12. Not even in a whole nother country. Man. 14 days in Beijing penitentiary. And then was released and deported. Brought, came back to America. And shit, that's marathon been going since. Just trying to figure out who I am. What it is that I wanted to do. In life, what do I want out of life? Yeah. Um, what do I enjoy? <laughs> What's my purpose? Most important. Yeah. Uh, and it's been a journey for sure. But shit, young nigga making progress and still got a, you know what I'm saying? Still got a long way to go though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love that. I love, uh, I love that this is how the story came full circle, you know, from a standpoint yeah. of just, you making choices, you know, you you getting out of school and then immediately trying to broaden your horizons. And that broadening of your horizons literally led you to a point that of um, a pivotal moment. 
like extremely pivotal moment in your life that can, you know, because I'm, I'm imagining you still would have done a lot of things. You probably still would have, you know, wrote books. You still would have did a lot of things. But imagine um, to be kind of pushed into your destiny into that way, you know, like, <laughs> like, just like here it is like you was probably going to do this anyway. You already an educator. You probably already going to get into these type of things already meet people to make this a pathway for you but we're gonna make this real specific you know we're gonna make this real interesting for you and um and i love that i love i love that that it came full circle i'm glad that you're safe i'm glad that you got out i'm glad that you made it home uh and then also was able to tell your story so like how long after being back because if you graduate in 2018 immediately took this job and then spend those 14 days. Like, tell me, like, have you clocked from the time of graduating to the time of going to, to Beijing to being locked up to then coming back and then writing a book about it? How much time is really between that? Because I remember you, I remember, I feel like in the pre interview, you were speaking like you were trying to get it together by like the end of 2019, like thinking about, you know, publishing it or trying to at least spawn the idea in 2019. So it was, fairly a quick turnaround of like the event yeah. in the book. <laughs> oh shit. I graduated in May 2018, but I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I, I ain't had no job landed, nothing, but I've been applying and landing interviews for, for the past goddamn seven months. You know what I'm saying? I just mm-hmm. ain't landed. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I ain't really come across the China shit till like July. No, it was like late June. Mm-hmm. That's when I came across. Um, Applied for it, and then you know what I'm saying. Two weeks later, that's like, yeah, we want to move forward with you. So it's like, okay, I, I ain't land that shit till summer. Um, then it was three month long process to get my visa, so that's why I ain't leave till October. So then from I was just got there in October, uh, got locked up on April fourth, twenty nineteen. Yeah, uh, by the time I got back, it was like the 16th or 17th. Um, and then I ain't even start writing the book till like the summer again, like July. That's when mm. I started writing. Yeah. Just cause I was, you know what I'm saying? I'm just fresh back from being locked up abroad. I lost my, my money still over in China. I lost my job, lost my girl. I'm Damn. Down <laughs> I'm down bad right now. Damn. Not you lost your girl too. Lost everything in a two weeks span. This shit was crazy. <laughs> shit, when it all falls down, golly. On me, on me. So it's like shit. I was just dealing with all of that. So once I was in somewhat of a better headspace, yeah. that's when uh when my partner was like, "Man, you should write a book about this." And I'm saying, "Get locked up and shit." I'm like, "Damn, nigga, that's a great idea. <laughs> like, that's a great idea." So he threw he, he threw me another alley oop. He gave me an outline. You know what I'm saying? He gave me like five layer outline. He put in my notes and shit. I just started just filling that bitch in and moved it from the notes to Google Doc. Yeah. Almost later, the story was completely written. Damn, I'm gonna need that damn uh, <laughs> outline. <laughs> if that's if that if that's what streamlined it, yeah, I need that. Mm-hmm. And crazy, like the outline wasn't even crazy. Like the first one was like opening scene. Yeah. Following scene. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It was very basic like that. I'm just like, okay, for sure. And I'm just telling the story that actually happened. So I bet. So start this bitch from the beginning. Just yeah. Tell it. Yeah. So 
Yeah, so I wrote the whole thing about four months and then uh, editing and finalizing and perfecting. Now, that was an additional, and getting the cover and all that other shit was an additional six months. Um, but I dropped the book, the very, very first original version of it on the anniversary date that I got locked up, April 4th. In 2020. Yeah. And I was number one in three different genres while I was still on pre-sale. Mm. And I feel like you said something to me about um, in our pre-interview or just about you think a big part of <laughs> like the pandemic basically is what drew so much because it was Beijing that was like it was Beijing and just, you know, you kind of using the SEO, which everybody listening, SEO be mattering, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you optimizing your, your product. The fact that you had China and, you know, we literally were talking about Wuhan and talking about the COVID COVID and coronavirus and all these different things. So I can imagine that's probably what brought a lot of people to you, right? And shit, we had just got put on lockdown. Like, especially as far as the South Georgia, you know what I'm saying? We, it takes a long time for us to got them get on board with this shit. So around that time, we a whole nation was pretty much completed on, on lockdown. So folks at home ain't got shit to do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, you know what I'm saying? So, it was just perfect. You know what I'm saying? Folks at home, I ain't really got shit to do. You know what I'm saying? I had hella free time. So it's like, well, people are always on their phone anyway. So it's like, well, it's now just, just post the shit now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Folks ain't got nothing else to do. We on quarantine. I got this mask on. It's time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Folks knowing what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some people knew China. Some people had no fucking clue. I was even out there. So folks really had no clue what the hell this shit was about originally, like when I started rolling out the promo, um, and shit, it was what it was. They just like, damn, the picture's hard. I don't know what he got going on, but this shit fire. It's like, yeah, this shit is just crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just crazy. It's divine timing, honestly, this is divine timing. It is, and and I, I really want, I really want to, you know, everybody to really grasp how you can make a negative situation into a positive one. And that's why I think, um, at least for me, during the pandemic, I came into uh, the understanding of what, uh, the introduction of what shadow work is. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but it defines and redefines the, the definition of what negative really is. And in terms of like it being, we always are presented to be this kind of good and evil complex when it comes to positive yeah. and negative. But what's funny is in real life practice and at real life application, we can find things that are, uh, we can find that those things are relative. So what does that mean? What does that present? When positive and negative can be relative, what's positive for me may not be positive for you, maybe negative That's to you. Uh, what's, but also to what your negative, these negative things that you do are just more so inner energy modalities. Cause that's what positive and negative is. When you talk about the makeup and the, the building of everything, it's everything is electrons, neutrons, and all these yeah. variable things. You need both for those things to work. Thanks, and balance. so you need that balance. But if you can, if you consider all the negative qualities that you possess and all the negative experiences that you go through as your shortcoming, as just your flaw, as something that you can't manage or overwrite yeah or change or rechannel, then it's only going to consume you. You know what I'm saying? And I re and when that was what I realized when it came to just doing shadow work, there are qualities that, like, let's say if you're a person who, for me, 
I was, I, I came into realizing I was self-absorbed. And I had to understand why I was, but also what to do with that. And because I would always try to put myself in the center of things. And I think because I, I'm a, a charismatic speaker, because I, I have the gift of gab, a lot of people allow for me to do that. Facts. And the way it's it, so, so, it, so for me, I never seen the wrong in it because everybody let me. And so it okay. took very specific moments for me to realize that people were affected by how I showed up. And it's like, okay, well, what do I do about this? Because this thing that I'm doing is negative to, and it's negatively affecting people around me and it's negatively affecting me ultimately. What do I do? And I think the first thought is like, I got to get rid of this. I can't be like this. And that's why I think so many of us fuck up is because we try to just, because you could have came back from China and been like, look, that shit in the past, I made it through. I just dodged the biggest bullet in the world. I could have been stuck over there for years. I could have been, all types of shit happen. I'm going to just move on from that. I don't even care. I'm going to just try to, you know, heal from this traumatic moment and then move on. Just do something. Just find me a new job and find me a new girl. (laughs) Um, But instead, you channeled and overridden what this traumatic experience and what this moment that could have been truly something that made, like, had you go down a down spiral into an up spiral. And I think that that's the, the difference between, you know, understanding that life really just gives us lessons and blessings and sometimes they give us both. And I think that your situation was one of true, true, miraculous, <laughs> miraculous situation. It's like, I can only imagine the motherfuckers over there who, who uh, tried to charge you up on something. It's like, damn, now we, now we set him up to, <laughs> now we set him up. <laughs> yeah, everything you just said just uh, made me think of this quote by Nipsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, long-winded, running through this life like it was mine. Never settling, but setting every go high. Mm-hmm. Purpose on the paths to my own success or self-destruction. But what's a mistake without the lesson? Mm. The best teacher in life is your own experience. Yeah. None of us know who we are until we fail. Mm-hmm. The person is defined by their reaction to any given situation. Yeah. Who would you want to define you? Someone else or yourself? Yeah. Whatever you choose to do, homie, just give your heart to it. Stay mm. strong. <laughs> oh, me. Whew. Yeah, man. He was talking talk about lost lost a hell of a hell of a person. Um man, <laughs> man, man lost a hell of a person. I, I but that that resonates so much with me right now. Uh just like going full fledged, betting on myself at this point in time with my business. It's been a hell of a time. I'm talking about just a life learning lesson. Like 2021 really gave me a lot and took away a lot at the same time. And um, you don't realize what it is that you have to let go, what it is that you have to change about yourself to put yourself in a new position, you know, Um, to put yourself in a better position to get you on the path that is your path that's going to, you know, really set you up. And, um, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I think, you know, what's interesting about, you know, black people as a whole is that we, it's usually very foundational things that we be needing. Like we be so gung ho about particular things, believing we got to just, you know, we got to work until we figure out something. We got to do this until we figure this out. We got to do all these things to just take up time and energy. (laughs) And I feel like I meet so many people 
that read so many black people that read one book, they get one lesson, they get one piece of perspective, find one mentor, get one investment, get one idea, and their whole life change. You know what I'm saying? Because it instead of it being and, and that's usually what it is. It's like we got to get to a point of receptiveness to where we are open and willing and putting ourselves in the right position for something to happen. Um, but I want I want to pivot slightly to um, really standing in and telling your own story. You know what I'm saying? I think self-narration and self-defining um, and self-evolving is something I'm really, really passionate about. Um, I'm a firm believer that, you know, I see a lot of grown-ass black men these days, especially these days. A lot of people might see it as like, people not really understanding um, people, men being just ignorant and trying to express themselves in certain ways. When you got these like viral moments of dudes just saying the wildest shit or feeling like a man got to be like this and a woman got to be like that and da 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 and this and that. And a lot of people see that as a negative thing and I don't. And the only reason why I don't is because not even on no woo woo shit. It's really because it, to me, there is a change and a shift happening with black men, especially trying to find the answers to something trying to like figure some shit out. And I don't know if you peeped that or noticed that, but it feels like people are trying their best to gather and find that sense of path to be able to self-define themselves, you know? And I think you did it in the, honestly, the most grandest of ways by writing this book. Oh, man. <laughs> um, because you you captured a moment, you conquered the moment of, you know, of, of, of a real, you know, tumultuous time in your life, and it garnered you external success, you know what I'm saying? Like you did all, all of the writing and all those different things, it's just like journaling. You organize your thoughts, you put it in, you put the, the energy and the passion around it, transformed it into something else, and now here you are. How has, how has what is the impact to you first in telling mm -hmm. your own story? Like how have you actually, you know, have you really ever reflected on that? Like, damn, like I really did this, and how does it make you feel? Man. <laughs> I get asked that question. But I don't get asked that question a lot. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But like, I've been asked it before, and it's like, shit, if I, I'm never satisfied. So it's like, shit. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. It's, ooh, for sure. it's easy, bro. Like, that shit wasn't hard to do. Yeah. I'm telling you, it wasn't hard to do, bro. Like, yeah. I'm supposed to be thinking. <laughs> being a published author is just, you know what I'm saying, esoteric. Yes. Not like the, only this select few among us. <laughs> like, bro, it's like, it's, bro, this shit was, I think it threw me the idea, gave me, you know what I'm saying, a little outline, bro. I just took the shit and ran with it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm telling a true story. Now, if I created this whole fucking thing, that's, now, that's, that's, that's something completely different. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, you know, you create something like that? Like, no, no. I really, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's man, that's even hard. Yeah, but but you know, I'm just telling a true story. It's like whatever traumatic experience you've been through, or anybody else been through that you wish to share, and you would however you tell that story verbally, you know, natural tongue, but just write it like that. I'd say write that shit like a long ass sex message. Mm, we we know how to do that. Mm -hmm. Just send it like just to get the story written. Just write it just like that. Don't worry about no punctuation and then dents and grammar. Fuck all that shit. Don't think about it. Like, like it's not no school shit, bro. It's yeah. not no school shit. Yeah. It's, you know what I'm saying? 
it out. That's long ass text. And once the story is completely written, then go back to the very beginning, and then you can do all of that. You know what I'm saying? Then you do all that. You know what I'm and then publishing it, self-publishing, man, it's like creating Instagram and setting up the account and po- upload your first fucking picture. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's, it ain't so. It's like man. Now the marketing, that's where you know what I'm saying. You had to. You have to hire, you know what I'm saying? If you can't really do it like that, you got to find somebody to help you market beside that. But this shit wasn't that hard. So it's like, for it to go crazy, like, it was just, it was uh, definitely inspiring to for me to like, really like create something and then put it out into the universe and to see the, the feedback and the reaction. I'm like, whoa, okay, that's crazy. Damn, <laughs> it's like it's a, it's very empowering. Like, okay, for sure, I can really. It's my, I'm good at other shit. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of shit that I'm good at. You know what I'm saying? It's, I never knew I was a, a a storyteller, a great storyteller. You know what I'm saying? A, a mm. writer. I, I didn't even like doing that shit in school. So damn. Yeah, so it's like for the you know what I'm saying. Now I'm helping authors with you know what I'm saying. Well, aspiring authors with their stories and their books and shit. Now it's like man, it's crazy. It's crazy, but it's definitely just been an empowering experience, and shit, I ain't never satisfied, man. I want these shits on big screen, man. That's scripts and goddamn movies, plays. I want that's the that's 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 it right there for sure. Mm. I love this. I love this so much um, because I, I I feel like you know we need to present ease more often when it comes to like these grand things. Like we need to like take the boogeyman complexes away from, you know, just reaching higher, just doing the thing. You know what I'm saying? Because you're right. I do believe shit. And, I, and I'm, 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 you know, I'm looking at myself when I say this, uh, literally. Uh, um, I definitely, I definitely have put, you know, authors and, and, you know, writers who consistently are, you know, publishing books on a particular pedestal because it, it feels like, damn, you know, you really did that shit. And I think for me, I've always been enamored by just being able to resonate with people um, with just the written word. You're not in the space that you don't, you weren't, you didn't create the space they're going to read the book in. You didn't do any of those things. You just wrote the book. Whenever they read it, however long it takes them to read it, it's on them. And if they love this shit, that shit is such a powerful thing to do that you wrote this, you concentrated, you synthesized your thoughts into something that somebody away from you who can read it at any point in time and it resonates. Um, and they can read it at different times. Not even the same. They ain't got to be close. They can read it four or five years from now and it's still hit, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, and, but I'm glad I'm talking to you because it is um, demystifying the things and kind of just being that constant reminder to me like, hey, get out your own head. And everybody listening who has this idea or has a great story to tell or just has a great perspective in terms of whatever the genre is, get out your own way. Launch that shit. Launch the, get that book going. You know what I'm saying? Start with the outline and then move to the next step. Um, Cause you're going to want to, you're going to want to, you're going to, you're going to get tired of um, starting and stopping things. And when you're just sitting there in a room full of unfinished things, it's going to get on your nerves, you know, cause it's, cause it's just going to get on your nerves. So I, I, I applaud you, bro, for like, demystifying yeah. that and, and approaching it and taking it away. That was the takeaway for you. Like, I can I can do this. This is simple as hell. Yeah. And shit, really, like you said, that starting stopping, nigga, that's a badass happen. Like, that's a badass happen. I equate it to, it, it just reminds me of football because, like, 
of course, it's millions and millions of high school football athletes in the nation. Hell yeah. All them boys want to play at the next level. The, the amount to actually get that opportunity to, especially at the Division One, man. Ooh. Now, those numbers look completely different. Yeah. So, when you, ch- you know what I'm saying, you're chasing this, you know what I'm saying, this dream of football, and that shit does not play out in your favor. And you were put in a position, well, you're facing adversity, you're put in a position that either you can continue to, you can fight through the adversity, or you can just hang, you know what I'm saying, throw in the towel. And I witnessed a lot of people throwing the towel on something that, that was a dream. Mm. So if you throw the towel on something that's your dream, everything else moving forward, you know what I'm saying, Quitting is a habit that you do not want to start. Yeah. All in all, because you yeah. quit, you quit. But it's going to be easier for you to quit on some shit you really don't give a fuck about. And then it, now it's just going to become a habit. Then so just starting some shit and never fucking finishing it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Witness it a lot. It's like, man, yeah, don't get into that shit. <laughs> you said that shit. I'm like, man, yeah, that's a pivot. That's pivotal right there for real. You know what I'm saying for the show. Yeah, I I, I feel like I feel like um. It's 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 something about you know it's something about it I think you know being an example of a of a black man who who took it upon yourself to like try and do something um, I think these days we we are certainly under have a, a, a image issue right now I seen this uh, this TikTok that was breaking down like how many fathers are like the statistic of how many fathers are in the homes based off of race. How many fathers are like raising their children, no matter if they're in the home or not? How many fathers are like present and so many different things. And I think uh, I'm not sure where those statistics came from, but it was interesting to see that uh, on most of those parameters, black men kind of rank the highest. Mm. But there's a perception that we are uh, the most absent, that we are the most, um, you know, we, we president of the deadbeat dad committee and shit, you know? And I think that there's something to be said about impact, um, like the negative and the traumatic impacts that we we choose to do. And I think what I really want everybody to get, to kind of like gather from this particular conversation is that not only about, is it about the choices that you make, like you started, like how you started, but it's also about the tone that you set into, you know, like, which I feel like starts with those choices. And I think black, I think black men have to um, understand where we set tones and how much space we take up in the room. Cause I think very often, I think a lot of men these days are assuming that things are being done to them when people are really reacting to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where, where for, for, you know, for instance, a scenario would be, where you just like try to, you feel like, man, ain't nobody really, nobody really care. Nobody really bothered. Like nobody really support me the way I want to be supported. A lot of men feel these ways. They don't feel like they, nobody really can help them out. Nobody really can. They got to figure all this shit out in life on their fucking own. Cause nobody's going to ever come and save them. Nobody gives a damn about their feelings, any of that shit. Right. Oh yeah. That's what you feel. Everyone else around you. If you sat there and did a survey of all the people in your circle They'll probably say to you, well, it seems like you don't, you don't ever come to us and talk to us about some of this stuff. So we don't ever think you need anything. Okay. <laughs> you don't ever come and say this, that, and the third. So we didn't ever think you, you don't seem like you need the help. You don't seem like you need the support. We do what we do when we want to. 
But also, if you want more, you got to tell us more. You got to tell us what you need us to do because we don't know what to do because we're going to be here regardless when you ask. We gonna, but you got to ask. You got to say something. But it's a it's a very vulnerable fucking thing to do to be like, <laughs> to be like, hey, I actually like got a book. Can y'all share it? Can y'all go read it? Can y'all like tell somebody about it? Like y'all care about me. Y'all support me. Right. Do this. You know what I'm saying? Um, because if you were because if you were a person who was already had a claim, already had this esteem, people wouldn't they, they would do it without any question. They wouldn't even wait for the release <laughs> because it, it says something to about them. It's a stroke to their ego. To be like, oh, I know, I know, I know, shit, I know, I know Chancellor, I know Corlay, yeah, I know him, yeah, we go back. Yeah, I got it, I got the book already, I can't tell y'all about it, but I got it. That energy, you know? <laughs> I really, I really feel like, but how, how, have you, have you noticed any of those things just to kind of like out as you've like been pushing and promoting the book and also, also wrote a whole nother one as well um, in between that time? And let's, let's get into that, like, I really want to know what what made you what made the follow up be the follow up? Well, shit, really, it was feedback I was getting from people that already read. They read the whole fourteen days in Beijing's story, um, and it's mainly women <laughs> asking me because I talked about, like I said, I had a girlfriend. Yeah, I, I, um, but she still lived in America. Mm. So, regularly, you know what I'm saying. But the whole time I was incarcerated, I had no contact shit with anybody for real. So I spoke, I thought of her finally, you know what I'm saying, spoke of her, but never got this out to her. So once you get to the end of the book, you'll say, okay, I'm being released. And you know what I'm saying? That's pretty much the end of the story. A lot of the women's like, okay, what's up with you and uh, old girl? Like, how that story play out? You know what Damn, what nosy. <laughs> <laughs> they nosy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, for sure. Um, but I still wasn't, I'm like, shit, I really didn't even care to write about this. They, uh, then still, and, and my same partner that told me to write the 14 day motherfucker, he was like, shit, but you should write the romance, John. I'm like, shit, bro, I don't even, still like, nah, bro, I don't even, you know what I'm saying? I don't feel like I'm not in the headspace to do it. It wasn't until damn near like months had passed and I came across this statistic. And it was just about uh, just genres that sell, you know what I'm saying, the best and just different uh, analytics between the genres. Um, and it, romance ranked the highest as, you know what I'm saying, that sells the most. Mm-hmm. And I, I, like, shit, it was just like a big ass light bulb. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying? Popped over my head. Oh, shit. Folks been telling me. All right, man, I got a romance story for y'all ass. That's all, I, that's all I needed to know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I love it. And it's such a vulnerable act to tell your story, to like stand okay. in your testimony and all those different things. And especially when you're talking about some love shit too. You feel me? I think a lot of people uh, truly just be on some, you know, too cool for school type shit. But I feel, uh, I'm glad you did it, bro. Congrats, congrats on like doing, doing, it, doing it twice. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Because it's 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 hell of a feat. I feel like. What do you feel like was the response after you put out that second book, especially mm-hmm. it being like a um, a cousin of fourteen days? Because it was you know something. I'm assuming some of the things in the book are you know uh, occurred and kind of you know if the you being arrested led to the events of this breaking. 
and uh, this this break in the relationship, it's kind of like you know what is it? You know what is it really? Like how I mean, did you, how, did, how what was the, what was the impact of it? I feel um, it's still fresh. Like I just dropped it in November. Um, people that I have tapped in with it, tapped in with that, read it, they enjoyed it. Uh, love the vulnerability. Love the just man, just the rawness. Um, yeah. Organic uh, is very much of a, like a fairy tale type of, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, relationship because uh, it, it was. Um, so I feel like people are enjoying it. Uh, I'm definitely ready to start recording the audio book. Hey. Um, up even more. <laughs> that's going to fuck the game up even more. Hell yeah. Um, are you going to, how are you going to approach it? Oh. Shameless, shameless plug. If you need help with that, let me know. But also, uh, are you going? Are you going to have like multiple voices? Are you going to have just you know? Are you going like how are you going? You going to write it out kind of in a net to a narrative to really match the narrative of it all, or are you going to just kind of just read it? So for fourteen days, the fourteen day audio book. Um, I'm of course I'm reading. I'm narrating the whole story. Yeah, of course. I'm of course. Romance novels. Well, voice act my character. Um, some characters within 14 days I voice act. I also got somebody else voice acting other characters, so it's gonna gotcha. be very theatrical. Oh, that's um, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Same with this uh the romance. Definitely, I got a girl that's gonna uh, voice act character. Um, and shit, everything else, shit, I can man, that's easy. I'm trying to find anybody to, you know, what I'm saying voice. You know what I'm saying? One of the characters within the book, especially if they have like a a pivotal, pivotal role. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I I love that. And I think like people need to make sure they do that with every single piece of written thing they do. Make sure they make it into multimedia in some way, shape or form. Um, It's something that I've been pushing to a lot of the people I've been working with and people who have been writing books. I suggest it to them every single time. If you haven't done it yet, do it. You know what I'm saying? Um, Like, with shit like Audible these days and, and so many other uh, so many other things, like people are not reading in the same way. You want to make sure they can read in all ways, all facets. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Market, man. You know what I'm saying? Get every dollar you can. That's why I ain't even went to Audible just yet. You know what I'm saying? I'm the I'm, same way I trapped out 14 days originally. I trapped out 14 days and as a series of mm. short stories, five yeah. book series. Yeah. Especially calendar year just you know what I'm saying releasing it as releasing the whole story then came back the following year and slapped it together as one solid book and now you know what I'm saying people can get that so with the audio book I'm doing the same approach I'm dropping it on SoundCloud YouTube uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify yeah and it's gonna be well you know I love saying, it so it's like what just had that roll out then once it's all rolled out shit throw that slap it together throw that whole audible and now I just got to record the um, the romance novel, so I can get that rolling too. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I love that. I love that. I love that. And I mean, I think I think it's interesting. We need we need more of that. I think um, just real real love stories, real vulnerable shit going on because I think a lot of people don't realize that people got pain. People be going through shit. Men be going through shit. Um, it's not always a matter of we being the proprietors of, of the pain. We ain't always the villains in the relationship. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, it, it, but I, but I think it's about understanding, like you know, where your self worth is, where you stand in the situation. You know, um, 
but no, let, like, I, I want to pivot to um, to really just ignore you know, how you really are creating your own path right now. And I think that's something that I'm that I echo, that I admire about men like yourself. And um, I feel like it's something that everybody has to do in some way, shape or form. Um, I think the idea of like, you know, patriarchy. I read this book uh, last year called The King, the Warrior, uh, Magician and the Lover. Highly suggested for anyone who's listening um, because it speaks to like male archetypes and uh, male like masculine archetypes. And it talks about shadows of those archetypes, talks about a lot of different things. And I think what's interesting about it and where I feel like you show up in the best example of this is um, it talks about the difference between boy psychology and man psychology. Right. Mm. And boy psychology essentially is what the current state of what patriarchy is today. Um, So the sense of like jealousy, the sense of like, I, you know, the negativity, the the scarcity mindset, the the you know the gamified everything is a game. There's you know there's there's some rarity to every situation. Like I gotta hoard things. All those things are things that children do. I mean, because they they don't have the full scope. They're very micro. They're only right now. They're only in the present. It, we we I, you holding this toy? Give me my toy as if you can't get another. I mean, you can't eat all. <laughs> You got to share this because we might not have enough. So you got to give me some when there's more, so much more for y'all to have an even amount. All these different things. So when you have mature man, male psychology present, everyone's creating their own paths. Everyone's approaching everything in that particular way. You're not telling other men, oh, you just got to work for people. Everybody need to have a boss. No, it's like you're going to have people who lead you but y'all work together. It's a okay. difference in mindset. You know what I'm saying? It's it's yeah. completely different when you think about it that way. It doesn't create this ranking system. It creates this line, you okay. know? And, um, and I think that you are a great example of somebody who created their own path and are sticking to that path and, and only adding to that path overall. How would you say, what does it look like, you know, now that you've, delved into the the works of self-publishing and artistry and you you know you're an educator as well how does those two how do those two worlds kind of fit into your overall journey and the path that you kind of are laying out for yourself in terms of just the education piece and and um you being an author as well um i definitely see myself i don't see myself like like teaching in the schools forever um <laughs> definitely it's cool for the time being I feel I'll eventually, um, like, just move up or just level up to public speaking. Mm. A good lane for me. Um, just going, you know what I'm saying, in different events, public speaking. And most importantly, I get to, to get, I get to travel, which I love fucking doing anyway. Hey. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Being able to travel different places, speak. Um, and write about those, you know what I'm saying, those traveling experiences. Um, and don't let some crazy shit go down. Oh, man. Right. <laughs> it's lit. Right. <laughs> so, uh, definitely yeah, public speaking. And uh, in that way, I can still be able to lecture and um, motivate and encourage in the way that I, I enjoy doing it. You know what I'm saying? All that school shit is cool. 
But it's like, man, we already know this curriculum is outdated. It's not, you know what I'm saying? This shit trash. We're going to keep it a buck. So just to be able to do it in that, a way that it's just like the modern day renaissance, like, you know what I'm saying? New renaissance on that type of time, you know what I'm saying? Allowing people to, helping people find their purpose, you know what I'm saying? Their passions, their creative abilities, and then to just expand on them and, you know what I'm saying, monetize and build off of it. Mm. So hustle and motivate like Nipsey did. Hell yeah. <laughs> he just ran his marathon and shit and inspired others to do the same thing. And we need that, bro. We need that all day. We need that all damn day. Because I, I truly feel like so much of my content is pivoting to speak to men in a way that's constructive, in a way that's giving perspective, in a way that isn't bashful or like overly self-righteous, you know? Because I think that's been the issue for so long. It's people either leading motherfuckers astray with the with the dumbest of fucking takes, in my opinion, that has no bearing in society from a standpoint of it being, you can hold up this ideal and it makes sense. Ain't nobody gonna oh, yeah. fight you on this. Ain't nobody about to, this ain't about to be an argument. And that should, and that should be the, the identifier for people. Truth is truth at the end of the day. And that's why people who quote unquote defend like the Kevin Samuels and shit of the world really only like to pull out the shit that makes sense. <laughs> they don't like to stand on all of his words. They don't like to stand on all of the things which should tell you, which should be the red flag that you need that this isn't somebody that you have to fo- like follow to the T, you know? But there's not enough of people who are upstanding motherfuckers who they could just really follow the blueprint because they just... That's solid. It's always something. It's always no, something. Facts. It's, it's always <laughs> something. It's like you, you, you damn near, you damn near cannot even bet like, that this nigga gonna be somebody that you can support for all the way through until they do some some goofy ass shit. Like, damn, I ain't. I would have never thought you, not you. What? And the ones that are, you know, what I'm saying shit aren't here. Yeah, yeah. The people who was solid, consistent, and thorough. We always, it's like, it's like, it's like, I guess that was their purpose to be those examples and go <laughs> be those examples. But even in terms of the people who are flawed, I think it's about how you handle your flaws. Like I said earlier, I think it's people, that's the, but that's why I feel like the content I'm making is, is what it has to be because it's like, I'm not here to tell you that certain things that you've done are wrong. Certain things that you've done are, you need to feel bad about. You need to understand why you do this shit though. <laughs> like if you a motherfucker who dead ass can say to yourself like man yeah I know I'm a dog or whatever I know I be dog and chick side I don't be mean to it's like I mean but I don't know how to do nothing else and it's like ask yourself why is that the only yeah. option of how you want to show up my nigga tell me you gotta ask yourself what yeah. do you want to be living that all the time I know I know you probably done seen where this goes and I know, I know you done seen an old head in the club trying to still do what you do. And that shit does not work. That shit does not <laughs> look good. And you got to spend even more money <laughs> to, to get some access into that world because they looking at you like you the old nigga in the club. But okay, I guess I'll take, you can take me out to dinner. <laughs> um, but no, 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 no. But I get off my, uh, my soapbox and... Um, and but now I, I want to know what's what's next, what's in store, what's happening next. 
because I, I, I assume that you, you know, you've probably already been tinkering writing another book. I assume that you already, you know, are just considering so many other things to add on. I know you said something about the audio book, but what other things are you working on? Um, definitely I got, so the romance story is going to be a two book saga pretty much, but it's all, it's all going, all three books are going to be one long story. So, and a perfect world, you, you love, you learn should come first 14, 14 days. And then this book too, to the romance story. You know mm. what I'm saying? That's how the story flows, uh, chronologically, but you know what I'm saying? All in all, it's just going to be all long, long story. And book two, the romance, uh, brings everything full circle with 14 days. You know what I'm saying? It talks about certain experiences that I had while I was in China, you know what I'm saying? Before I got locked up. So you get to get a feel of how China was, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. what type of man. Um, so book two is, uh, I plan on dropping that this year in May. Um, so excited about that. Definitely, I need to start recording this audio book soon just because it's, just, you know what I'm saying? It's, gonna, it's a pretty, it's not a long story, but I know just recording, the recording process is going to be a process. Just going through it with 14 days is going to be a process for sure, for sure. Yeah. Especially I'm a voice. You know what I'm saying? So I need to go ahead and get this shit started immediately. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. And editing. Oh, man. Editing, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I need to go ahead and start doing that. Um, continue to roll out the audiobook for 14 days. Chapter two drops this month. Um, chapter one dropped last month for those. So, y'all can go tap in with that. Um what else, man? Uh, man traveling. Um, I do Turo as well. I don't know you. You familiar with Turo? Hell yeah, yeah. So I've been doing that. Um, so in the process of looking for a new car now, I don't know what I'm gonna get. If it's gonna be, I'm gonna go back sports or do something a little bit more luxurious or economical. You know what I'm saying? I ain't. I don't know just yet. But yeah, Turo um, heavy in Atlanta too. Man, crazy! <laughs> yeah, I know it go crazy. I, de- I they de- somebody definitely got some money up out of me when I that came down to visit for sure. So I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. But no, no, no. And um, you kind of you kind of get into uh, my last segment. Um, but I wanted to make sure that you say it, and we get it on wax. This is my send it on portion, my call to action portion of the episode, which you already started to say. But let people know how they can support you, how they can support you directly, how they can buy the book, support all the things that you have going on and keep up with you more than anything so that they can so, hear and get all the things that you said uh, that are uh, in the pipeline. So, man, ChancellorKJackson.com is my website. Uh, you can purchase books off, off the website and I'll be able to sign those for you and then ship them to you wherever you may be versus you buy them up. You can buy them off Amazon too, but I just won't be able to sign them. But um, either Amazon, my website, uh, audiobook, available on SoundCloud, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Um, just search for Today's Beijing. Um, for on Spark social medias, I'm on everything but TikTok. TikTok, I still ain't tapped in with that yet. <laughs> but, uh, a little new school, but yeah, you can find me with pretty much everything else, though. Um, Chancellor K. Jackson. Uh, yeah, man, just Google me, for real. Just Google Chancellor K. Jackson, the 14 days of Beijing. Shit, anything you need to pop up. <laughs> and yeah, you can you can quickly get to it um, in the description of 
this episode. Another thing that I'm going to do um, is uh, I had signed up as like, an, you know, one of like an Amazon associates and stuff like that um, for other things, for other things, just, you know, get money everywhere, trying to get money everywhere around here. Uh, and I'm going to make a portion for my, uh, cause I got a lot of guests who got books. I should just make yeah. a book list of all the guests so I can quickly have that a part of every uh, podcast link. Like go check out the Amazon, uh, my Amazon essentials, but also check out my book list of people. Uh, that yep. way, that way I can, you know, am always, always promoting y'all on every single episode book related or not, because I want y'all to, uh, really soar. Um, because it's like, I, I'm, like I said, I'm a firm believer that writers are truly, truly doing, um, some work that is impactful and resonating and we need it for every type of genre. If it's fiction, if it's whatever it is, it's either giving escape, inspiration, information, um, or just entertaining. Either way, yeah. we got to we got we, we to have it. We need it. Uh, but no, I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you so much uh, for giving me your time. I appreciate you so much for connecting with me through uh, via um, via pod match. Um, and shout out to Podmatch again. I need to hit them up. See, see, see if I can get some some extra shit from them because I feel like they they hooking me up. Um, but no, if you don't know, you should know. You can follow the Simply yeah. King podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available. Uh, make sure you like and uh, follow the Facebook page at Simply King Podcast. Make sure you follow the IG page at the Simply King Pod. You can follow me everywhere at Kings underscore Memoirs on all platforms. I am on TikTok. Uh, and I still haven't, you know, figured out that well, had a few things to do, you know, okay, but it's a, it's a weird app and I'm on there. Um, but I'm, we'll be getting it together. Uh, make sure that you, uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, make sure that you like rate, subscribe and make sure you hit that, uh, that bell so you can get notifications anytime I post new episodes or any of the non podcast content that's coming as well. Uh, make sure that you, uh, by the time this comes out. Yeah. Make sure you uh, go and um, check out my Patreon. By the time this comes out, my Patreon will be out. So, yes, make sure you check out my Patreon and all the things that I offer. Pick a tier. Get into it. It's all value. All the, all the subscription levels are good. Get into it. I appreciate you in advance. Uh, nevertheless, you have listened to the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans, Simply Being Humans. I've been Rodney Perry. This has been Chancellor K. Jackson. And this has been Simply King. Peace. What's up, gang? What's up, gang? I'm getting this money. I'm getting this money. I'm fucking this fame. I'm fuck this fame. I'm trapping this water. I'm trapping this water. Making shit shake. Making shit shake. Give me a dollar. Give me a dollar. Bitch, give me a break. Bitch, give me a break. Most likely to succeed. Most likely to smoke weed. Most likely to get money. Doing something I believe. Most likely put the seed on my back. It ain't heavy. Most likely got the people going crazy overseas. I've been in the Taurus. I've been in the G. I've 